You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. It's nine minutes after five o'clock. Now, proposed amendments to the South African Schools Act could impact on language policies, teacher appointments, and pupil admissions in schools. As things stand, school governing bodies have a very strong say on all the above. But the changes under consideration in the Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill could mean these powers are severely curtailed and those responsibilities will revert back to the Department of Basic Education. As you might expect, the Federation of Governing Bodies of South African Schools are up in arms at the new proposals. And joining us now on the line is Paul Kalitz, who is the CEO of the Federation of Governing Bodies of South African Schools. Good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Good afternoon, Bongani, and thank you for the opportunity. What exactly do these new proposals entail? Well, let's start with the appointment of teachers. Um, Fundamental to the new democratic governance structure of schools was that governing bodies should have and would have the right to recommend, not to appoint, but to recommend for appointment the most suitable candidate in any position uh, at the school, in any educator position at the school, for uh, appointment by the Provincial Department of Education. Right. Now, the proposed change is that uh, that right would be stripped totally from governing bodies with regard to appointment of heads of department, deputy principals, and principals. But it was always a right to recommend, right? It was never a right to appoint. So what's the difference? There's there's a very clear difference, uh, the governing body does the shortlisting, does the interview, selects the best suitable candidate for appointment, and then unless there are certain irregularities or certain processes that weren't followed properly, the head of department was obliged to make that appointment. That would subsequently change to make provision for the fact that at least three candidates must be recommended by the governing body in order of their preference. And the head of department could then choose, subject, of course, to the fact that if he deviates, he or she deviates from the governing body's recommendation, that would have to be on a rational basis. So what's uh, And the rational reasons for that would have to be given. What's wrong with the provincial department having the final say in these matters, though? not disputing the fact that they should have the final say because it's their employee. But what is extremely important is the governing body is is at the grassroots level. It knows and it can make a recommendation uh, based on the suitability of a particular candidate for that particular community, for its parents, for its learners, for its teachers, a person that would fit into the profile of that particular community. We've seen serious uprisings over the past couple of months where principals were forced upon schools without proper consultation, without proper uh, recommendation by the governing bodies because the parents of those schools believe that those principals would not serve the interests of the community 
but would serve other interests. Paul, what do you say to the argument made by the Basic uh, Education Department that most schools don't have functioning governing bodies and that many people on those governing bodies are inadequately qualified to make proper appointments? And uh, you mentioned uprisings. I mean, that wasn't, uh, wasn't that one of the situations that arose, say, in Clipsprate West? Yeah, well, indeed. The, but the point is, uh, and here we must understand very clearly, Bongani, that Section 19 of the, of the Schools Act since 1997 has made provision that uh, the head of department in the province and the NEC must budget for and train school governing bodies. They must provide in induction training after the election and continuous training. So if they say that... Um, the governing bodies are not functioning properly, uh, are not able to conduct those processes, um, are in some sense backward, then the fingers all point to them not having done their job. They have not provided that uh, training, and in the cases where they do provide that training, it is done by people who have no idea as to what is required of a governing body at that level. But you surely would still be able to make recommendations to the department even under these uh, proposed amendments. No, not at all. Not at all. The recommendation is that governing bodies should play absolutely no role in, in, uh, in that appointment, and it would be an appointment by the department only. Now, remember also that even at present, it is only an official of the Department of Education that can make the final appointment. Yeah. So we've had this jobs for cash issue. It means that if a person had been irregularly appointed, that irregularity must have implicated the officials of the Department of Education because they signed the letter of appointment. If you want to have an irregular appointment made, it means that you have to uh, bribe the official in the Department of Education. All right, CEO of the Federation of Governing Bodies of South African Schools, Paul Kalditz, on the line there from Pretoria. And, of course, listening in on that conversation is the National Department of Basic Education spokesperson, Elijah Mlanga, and we'll be talking to him in a moment for his right of reply. 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. So the proposed amendments to the South African Schools Act has uh, the Federation of Governing Bodies of South African Schools up in arms because they say uh, that uh, their powers are being curtailed. And if you are on a school governing body, give us a call, 011-883. Give us a sense of your experience uh, of how these uh, amend, uh, amendments are going to affect your the life of your school and the running and the function of your school. We had a conversation, of course, a moment or two ago with Paul Kalditz, who is the CEO of uh, the Federation of Governing Bodies of South African Schools. And listening in on that conversation was the National Department of Bas- Basic Education spokesperson, Elijah Mplanga, who now joins us on the line. Elijah, good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Hello, Elijah. Hello. Yeah. Are you here, Elijah? Right, good afternoon. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting us. Now, FedSys says these proposals are short-sighted. 
Well, it's their, their point of view. Uh, we don't have a problem with them expressing their opinion about what they think. Anyway, we are in the period of public participation. On the 13th of October, we published the Gazette for public comment. So they are doing exactly that, exercising their right. So we welcome their opinions. All right. What are your thoughts around the fact that they say uh, they disagree with these proposals? They say communities will revolt against candidates that are imposed on them. And perhaps uh, Clip Sprayt West is an example of such. Well, we have a whole range of stakeholders in the basic education sector, and they are just one of those stakeholders that we are busy consulting. So we cannot be moved by the opinion of one organization out of the, out of the uh, whole range that we have. But surely school governing bodies play a central role in the functioning of many schools. What's gone wrong with the system as it currently stands? There's a whole range of things that, that have gone wrong that we need to, to fix. We have, uh, uh, Elijah, may I just ask you, I beg your pardon, may I just ask you to move around? The signal is cutting there a little bit. I just want to make sure we've got everything you say clearly. Let's try again. Yes, what's gone wrong with things as they are? Well, there are many things that that have gone wrong, and there's been a need for us to strengthen governance in our schools. And uh, we we felt that in in order for us to do that, we needed to review uh, the Schools Act and other related legislation that govern uh, the basic education sector. Uh, You can talk about different policies that school governance bodies are responsible for, language policy. You can talk about the code of conduct that they also are responsible for. You can also talk about the admission policies. And, and many, many other things, uh, the use and abuse of funds in schools and the, and the role played by governing bodies. But also we can learn from the report of uh, Professor Holmink, in which he also spoke about the role played by governing bodies in the appointment uh, of teachers and the undue pressure which the processes sometimes uh, come under. So, but if they make recommendations and you know shortlist candidates, for example, that are still approved by the department, surely that seems like a system uh, that works for both parties. That's correct. But this is not just the only change that we are making. We're making changes also as well. That's why we feel that we need to overhaul the entire legislation so that we fix all the weaknesses in the system. Uh, we know, I mean, you can look at the, what the law says, but there have also been other behavior that has been demonstrated by people in the processes of uh, interviewing candidates. Like? So on paper, it, it, it looks like uh, uh, it's a teacher who has been recommended by SDB, but when you follow the process, you will see that there's unscrupulous activity that happens that influence a decision to happen in a particular way. There are many things. I mean, we know these things. We, we do monitor the processes. And when you investigate, there are many, many files that we've compiled that do point to a need for changes yeah. to be made. So but, how are you going to deal then with uh, the issues that they say happen, you know, or at least are as likely to happen on the other side? Jobs uh, for cash, uh, jobs for pals, uh, with uh, officials colluding in the department. And also if you are flagging issues of poor governance or even, uh, you know, governing bodies that are unqualified to do this selection process. I mean, surely you could intervene and, 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 and make sure that you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. No, I'm not going to throw the baby with the bathwater. At this point, we've thrown the question open to everyone to assist us with suggestions. We are not going to preempt the outcome of that process. We want people to freely make their input without any influence from the department. Right now, we're expecting people who are interested in this matter 
to send in their input by the 10th of November. So we don't want to answer questions from one organization, whereas there are many others who are in the process of compiling their own input. They need to be free to think independently about what it is that they want us to do. So whatever proposals that we've made in the Gazette are still going to change on the basis yeah. of the input that we are going to receive. And would you be concerned at all about schools that may resist appointments or appointees that they feel are being imposed on them? The fact is that you are not go you are never going to make everyone happy with any change that you are making. But at the end of the day we need to strengthen the system. So whatever unintended outcomes, we expect people to alert us to those in writing by the tenth of November so that we can have a constructive discussion going forward as we review this particular legislation. All right, so those uh, submissions, uh, the deadline, as you just heard there from Elijah Mshanga, is the 10th of November. That's the National Department of Basic Education spokesperson for his right of reply. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? If you are on a school governing body, uh, will these proposals affect how schools work? Do you think schools can function uh, with the department being directly involved in making those decisions? Give us a call, 011-883-0702. Are the governing bodies just one stakeholder amongst many and uh, should they be getting special attention those are the questions elijah was raising give us a call and let us know your views on these matters